0: The Ruger SFAR is one of the trimmest 308 modern sporting rifles available. More power, but lighter in the field and range. See how light it is at Ruger.com.
1: And we are back. Hey, I'm Tom Gresham with his Gun Talk. If you want to hear about more things that we do at Gun Talk, go over to GunTalk.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Guntalk over there. And we're everywhere. We're on Instagram and Facebook and every place else. Actually, right now where I am is at the Ruger booth. We're uh, at the NRA's annual meetings. We recorded this on Friday. You're hearing it on Sunday or sometime later after that. But it's a chance for us to pull a lot of different people into the booth. And one of them we just, is joining me right now. is Eric Lundgren from Ruger, but also Marlin. Mm-hmm. And you were just telling me one of the funniest stories, and it was kind of a good example of chasing down how do we make the new products shoot well. And you had a, the 336, brand new. Everybody's talking about it. And it's like, okay, we're not getting it to shoot well, the way we want. And so you're sending it to your various plants. You're sending it out to different people, because you're not gonna let it go until the darn thing shoots.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was a. It wasn't funny at the time. <laughs> I it, bet. It really, it was. Uh, we, we were. I was a little concerned about it. I saw the group sizes that were just disappointing to right. say the least. Right. Right. And you know, like I said, we started shooting everything from the '70s and '80s and up, and everything was shooting not great. Right. Um. We made a couple little tweaks here and there to it, and um, we did another run, sent them out to our other factories and some other experts in the field of uh, of uh, shooting and uh, lever guns and that type of thing, and they started getting fantastic accuracy. And we're like, I am. See,
1: what's the variable here? You well, it's, you guys. yeah, I was
2: one of them. I was like, wow. You can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah, the guys in the plant were giving us a hard time, and we, I guess we deserved
1: it. <laughs> That's fu- I mean, like I say wasn't funny at the time because you're thinking, wait a minute we know how to make guns and this something's not right here right yeah yeah the barrel we it's it's, it's a really good barrel um
2: we've we changed the barrels really? um from from well they were micro grooved before and sure. and now they're coal hammer forged oh, okay, better um with the uh, with six groove standard rifling okay. um so i I think you know Ruger can make a really good barrel mm-hmm. and um, that's why we we decided to switch all the Marlin barrels
1: over to that coal hammer Forge. Well, and, so. and people have asked me, "What do you think about the new Marlins?" I said, "They're better than the old Marlins." I'm sorry, I and mean, we all love the old Marlins. I mean, you 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 own the old Marlins. Right? Oh yeah, I own
2: lots of old Marlins. Yeah, and I love them. Um, I you know I love them all. Right. So, um, but these guns, um, they just look fantastic. Mm-hmm. They work great. They're very smooth. Um, I think you know we've got an 1894 out here. You know the the, our consumers will be seeing that before too long, and they just feel fantastic. They're just smooth. They look good. What's the chamber gonna be? Forty-four and three
1: fifty-seven.
2: Yes, we're we're starting with a forty-four only because we we had to go through our endurance. Okay. And um, uh, and and because of the chamber pressure is a little higher than the three fifty-seven. We we wanted to start with that one, then we knew we didn't have to mess around with the three fifty-seven.
1: Okay. So we're looking, what, mid-year? On the
2: 94s? Yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be this summer. Okay. Um, I, I'm optimistic that it's going to be you know, early summer. But uh, I, it's hard. We, we Even in the plant, <laughs> we can't put our finger on the date until. Well, until
1: and, and, and you want it to be out. You know, all the customers say, I want it now. And if they ask you, you'd say, yeah, I want it out now, too, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Believe me. Believe me, nobody's happier than than we are when we get the gun where we want it. Oh, I bet. And and can get the line up, ramped up, and making a and making a bunch of guns. I mean, that, we're we're the happiest about that.
1: But um, and, and yeah. let me just tell you, a, a lever action, and particularly a Marlin, and a handgun cartridge is one of the sweetest shooting, most fun things to carry. You know, they're light, they're trim, they don't kick at all. Even 44 Magnum doesn't really kick. in yeah. these yeah. things, it's just. They're just delightful.
2: Yeah, I, uh, people are amazed when they shoot a 38
1: out of one. Oh yeah, is. I mean it's, it's like, like
2: 22. It, it really is. It really yeah. is. And then, you know, we we started uh, early on um, threading guns, and um, we'll do those. Are you? Yeah, we'll do those. We, these these aren't threaded here. These classics, right? Because you know we we classic. actually yeah, we actually considered threading them. We said yeah I, I I think we're gonna make a lot of guns. Uh, different variations, and um, we we've got a lot of room to do
1: you know, um, threaded
2: guns in the future. I, but if you shoot a thirty eight out of a out of a suppressed that's a, that's a, gun, that's just oh. where I was
1: going, holy cow, that's quiet, and it's you, fun. It's just fun. You got a fixed breech, basically, mm-hmm. and it's not opening up. And as long as it the velocity hasn't increased because of the barrel length in there, and you're still under, you know, oh yeah, supersonic. Yeah. Wow, it's fun.
2: A lot of fun. I guess.
1: All right, so we got the, obviously the eighteen ninety five, mm-hmm. which is out. Yep. And Trapper and the SBL? Yep, we got the SBL first in the guide. The, and the guide, guide is the That's first right. blued gun. Right, in the guide. And now you got three thirty six in thirty thirty now. Right. Are we gonna see a thirty five Remington ever? It, I, I, I would I don't I know w- if there's any interest in that anymore. Well I you know what I think?
2: I think that I, I think that if our if one of our customers wants it we're going to provide it if you if order but, enough of them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but but I I don't think the development process to go from a thirty thirty to thirty five Remington is a is a huge leap. Um. So I I um.
1: But now uh, you got other cartridges, new cartridges in that same category that is. become very interesting. Yeah. yeah
2: 360, yes. uh 360 buckhammer, and and we actually looking at that. Um, um. I think we we ordered some chamber reamers and might see what it's going to take to get this thing get that up and running, right. but. We we really want to focus on the base, the basic, you know, uh, the bread and butter of the line. Do you think
1: a thirty thirty is enough to kill a deer? <laughs>
2: it's killed a lot of deer. Yeah.
1: More than we could haul off of yeah. a oh.
2: You <laughs> can say that again. It's killed a lot of deer. It's a fun gun. It was my first. It was my first hunting rifle. Really? And um, and I bought it because it was cheap. I didn't know a lot about marlin. It was a long time ago. Right. Um, but I still have that gun and. I still I don't help with it as much as I used to, but it's a it's a fun it's a fun gun and it's a it's an American icon for sure.
1: Well, and, you know, and they're made in America, still made in America, mm-hmm. made in North Carolina.
2: Yep, they're made in North Carolina. We make uh, nearly all the small parts um, right there. Um, we do have some partners that are domestic, right, mostly local. Okay. But um, otherwise, it, it's pretty much completely made America.
1: Are there? I mean, I was going to say, is there anything new that we could look for in Marlin? But if it's Marlin, it's we're just trying to basically bring that whole entire line back up.
2: Yeah. So, so you we're going to bring the entire line back up, but you're going to see, I, I you're going to see some things that that uh, you've not seen before in Marlin. I mean, really? um, well, Ruger, I think is. Um, they like they like to uh, to innovate and mm-hmm. um, I mean new products are very important to us. And you guys um, are
1: real big on the whole what if? Yeah. What if we did this? What uh, if we
2: tried that? And I think we give our engineers some latitude yeah. to to I think we call them Friday afternoon projects where where they can spend some time on a Friday afternoon or sometime um, on on something new and interesting that huh. that that isn't official. Right. Um. And. You know, we've had some, we've had some big, successful products come from that, that process. Just
1: take creative people and turn them loose and see what you get. Yeah, a lot of the young guys, they 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 want, they've got full ideas. Ha. Well, you know, and they're also young enough to not have heard this won't work. Well, that's right. All yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it is, you get to be our age and you've heard, oh, that's not going to work. That won't yeah. work, you know. Yeah. They hadn't even heard all that stuff. Yeah. It's like anything's wide open for them. That's right. And that's exactly cool. how I,
2: we tried that in 1983 and it didn't work. And so <laughs> we have,
1: Yeah, well, let's try it now because, you know what, we have different manufacturing processes now. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So there you go. Yeah, so, thank you so much for stopping hey, by. You bet. Good uh, to see you. Um, it is so exciting to see what you guys are doing with Marlin.
2: Well, I, I can't wait to, to show you next year where we are. I think we're going to be really... Really on a good trajectory the here. The
1: fully semi-automatic lever, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's a good idea. Uh, oh God, here goes here goes Friday. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate you it. Bet. All right, you take care. Bye. All right, take that thing off before you get out of here. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break here. We'll be right back. I'm at the NRA annual meeting. We're having fun. I'm Tom Gresham. This is Gun Talk. Guns can be a great value, but you have to know who you're buying from. What if you could buy quality used guns with a lifetime warranty from the Internet's largest online reseller? That's what you get at Dury'sGuns.com. They stand behind every firearm purchase for life. If you have a problem, they'll either fix or replace your gun. Pistols, rifles, shotguns, and more. Check out their inventory today at Dury'sGuns.com. The
3: Ducks Unlimited dream came to life because of conservationists just like you. Your support has enabled Ducks Unlimited to conserve 15 million acres throughout North America. But our mission is far from over. Wherever wetland habitats are threatened, we'll be there because we understand that long after we're all gone, our dream remains in the best of hands.
0: POF USA is a leading provider and manufacturer of firearms, known for radical innovation, yielding the finest AR-type rifles on the market. For 21 years, POF USA has been a market leader with a portfolio of regulated short-stroke gas piston operating rifles, as well as the newer introductions of direct impingement systems. All POF USA products are 100% made in the USA, by patriots for patriots. Learn more at pofusa.com.
1: Oh, I can't keep a good man down. You cannot keep me from talking because I'm Tom Gresham. I'm the host of Gun Talk, and that's what we do here. We're talking about guns. We're at the NRA's annual meetings in Indianapolis, Indiana. By the way, if you want to make plans for next year, it's going to be in Dallas. I would encourage you to be there. Joining me right now is our old friend, good friend, Tom Taylor from Sig Sour. How you doing, partner? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. You got lots of people in your booth. A little crowded. <laughs> little crowd, he a little says. crowded. It's uh, pretty good crowds everywhere. Well, it is everywhere. Um, usually you get a huge crowd on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I was just kind of knocked out when I walked in here and went, "Wow, there's a lot of people here on a Friday morning." I mean, Friday morning people are here, and usually Friday afternoon people get off early a little bit. But yeah. it, it's, I don't know what it is, but, no, but there's a lot of people here. It's been steady all day. We've been we've been crowded and. Um, that's
0: just it's. You see that all the people that come see the booth, and we've you know we've had. The, I was telling you earlier some VIPs come by, some couple of governors, and
1: yeah, you had uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, no,
0: know uh, Asa Hutchinson from oh, Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. Yeah, okay. and then okay. uh, we had Chris Sununu from uh, uh, our home state of New Hampshire. But actually, Arkansas is our home state too, because that's where ammo's made. So right, uh, right. So, yeah, they came by. Our our uh, our governor from Oregon didn't come by. Uh, don't no. know why they wouldn't come visit. Can't, right, can't imagine. <laughs> right,
1: there you go. Uh, before we went on, you were telling me about, and I, I was going to ask you about it anyway, but we'll just transition right into it. Uh, the Rose program, the Rose line of guns, and now you just had your first event with the Rose. Start from the beginning. What is this? Yeah,
0: so Rose, you know, is, is just amazing women's program. Leo. You know, Lena Mishlik, who's been, as you know, she's, I've known Lena since she was a child, as you have, I think. Yep, and she's uh, still a child, really. Uh, yeah, she's still a child <laughs> to, to me and you, for sure. Um, I've got sweatshirts older than her, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's won everything you can win in women's professional shooting sports. And I mean, more than
1: that, she is one of the best instructors I've ever been she around. She's a great teacher. Uh, she's been doing,
0: you know, she was all the way back to her, working with her mom and Deb Ferns on Babe's Bullet. She was doing that when she was a teenager. Right. So she's been teaching women for a very long time. And so she became, you know, as, as I said, she wins everything. And so two or three years ago, she started diverting a little bit and sort of saying, I want to do more for women. I want to I want to find a way to reach women and, and make shooting fun and enjoyable and and not so intimidating and you it, know she's got it, a fun personality and anyway. she's a sig pro shooter she's a sig professional shooter and you know she's if her dad's you know the greatest male shooter to ever live you know she's certainly the probably the greatest female shooter to ever live so the genes are great she's a wonderful competitor but she's also you know last year she was the most influential person in the industry on the gundy awards and right. her social following is tremendous and so we began to talk about how, how do we do this and how do we not do the stereotypical stuff of just building a pink gun. And, right, uh, right. So, yes, we came up with it with some guns. They're, they're black. They have rose gold accents. Uh, the program is called Rose by Sig Sauer, as you mentioned. But uh, more than just the guns, the gun comes in a package with a safe. It comes with uh, dummy rounds uh, to, to learn how to load your gun. But most importantly, maybe, it comes with a, a card with a welcome message from Lena, and there's a QR code. You go in there, and there's 18 videos and growing. Everything from i 've never been to a gun store, what do I do i've never gone to the range, what do I pack? what are the safety rules, how do I draw? how do I do so it's got just this, this uh, sort That's of foundational program fantastic and then and then so we got all that going just with it that you can watch these videos, but we also want to have uh, ladies interact with her. so last week we had the Rose Retreat in Nashville and had uh, the first one was mostly influencers, Tulsi Gabbard joined us, which was phenomenal. Um, and it was 24 women, so we did this prototype of what would it look like if we did something called the Rose Retreat. Phenomenal success, so it's something that we want to build on and okay. start offering those at some point in the future, uh, where ladies come and they they go to the range, but they also have seminars. We had a we had a concealed carry fashion show, you know, because women carry right. differently than we do, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so, um, and and then just the uh, the events at night, just it's just a different vibe than like uh, we do our camp legions and some, some things like that, right? But but doing an event for women had had to require a lot of different thought. Women put it all together. Mm-hmm. A lot of our staff at, at SIG that are women are the ones who help with the gun design, help with holster design, help with all these different things that we're working on. So it truly was a, a program built for women by women, not you know a bunch of men trying right. to understand what a woman needs and wants and those sorts of things.
1: Let me ask a quick question here. We don't have to spend much time on it, but it's kind of the elephant in the room that everybody's talking about right now. There's all these crazy stories about the SIG P-320. Uh, um, and we were talking the other day, and you said, yeah, give me one minute, and I can take care of that. Yeah, I think so. You know, there's these allegations
0: started that you know, the P-320 can go off by itself. And uh, somehow it always happened to be police officers, no disrespect. But uh, uh, and then a- a- an unfortunate thing happened. Um, lawyers started jumping in and trying to convince people that guns can go off by themselves, and it saves jobs and things like that. And so um, we've been fighting this, and recently the Washington Post issued just a complete hit piece, even after we, against our better judgment, engaged with them you, and you answered... You did
1: full interviews with them, the whole deal. We,
0: we, we gave them three rounds of questions to, okay. to debunk the, their theories about how guns can go off by themselves and all these lawsuits that we're, we're facing. But what's happening, to summarize, we've won a jury trial, we've had two dismissals, we've had another one that's been recommended for dismissal, so systemically we're, we're the court cases are being dismissed because the bottom line, the, the summary statement of this is: no one's ever replicated a gun going off by itself, or how this 320 can the phenomenon of a gun going off without a trigger pull. No one's ever replicated it. And Am I
1: correct that the, almost all of these happen when somebody is reholstering? They're reholstering, or some form of movement. Whether they're, they're manipulating had, we, the gun. We, we, we've had
0: we've had seat belts wiggle their way into the, the between the holster and the trigger, and we've had guys get out of cars. Guns go off the with little tabby the seatbelt tab, on particularly on a Dodge Charger, where the seatbelt yep. is a long, thin okay. finger-shaped gets thing. in the trigger it, guard. So there's that. There's toggles on coats. There's definitely a lot of holstering and unholstering issues. But, of course, it oftentimes makes sense for somebody to say it just went off because jobs are at stake, pensions are at stake, those sorts of things.
1: Right, because if they say, I screwed up and shot myself, that's bad. It's costing their job. It's somebody man. else's. Well, in my experience, what I have found with all these things is that if you pull the trigger on a gun, it'll go off.
0: Absolutely. Whether it's,
1: you pull it your, with your finger or you pull it with something else, yeah. it will do what you told it to do. Something
0: made that gun go off, and, and this whole theory that that it can it can magically go off by itself is is preposterous, basically. And then juries have found that tr- to be true, but judges have dismissed but it. Ju-
1: but the lawyers are chasing the money. Time absolutely. And there's
0: so there's you know there's a number of these cases that are going on. They've actually. They're beginning to tweak their story a little bit. They're saying they're not saying it goes off by itself. They're now saying the 320 has a higher propensity to go off than other guns for some what does reason. that even we mean? don't even know what that means? But the bottom well, line they're is failing
1: with the other, other ideas, yes, So they're, they're coming well, they're up with a new
0: one. Once they start losing yeah. one theory, then they're gonna to go to another theory. But no one's ever replicated. And more importantly, the subject matter quote and I'm using air quotes experts that have been involved in these trials have all been disqualified as, as not being a subject matter expert. But I no mean, one's it, ever even no one's even, even ever offered a theory as to how this can happen. There's no theory of how a gun can go off without a trigger pull. And there's certainly no replication of it that, that can be shown. And so but when those two things exist, you don't have a court case.
1: Right, exactly. Okay. Well and the Washington Post, I mean, we just saw what they did with AR fifteen, the hit job there. They hit you guys with a hit job. Honestly and I know you guys know this now. Doing an interview with them really doesn't help your cause. No. no, cause, we, we cause They're we, not out to, to report. They're out to slam. We
0: said maybe we have so many facts here. We're just going to cover them up with facts. Yeah, how could they
1: possibly get this wrong if we show them what the truth is? Yeah, yeah except they're not interested in the
0: They truth, even so. found a way to turn a video of a school guard who was playing with his gun in and out of his holster. They edited the video to make it look as if he was just reholstering, and they said it cost him his career. All he was doing was reholstering his gun. One might ask, if you knew anything about guns, why was he reholstering his gun in a, a it, middle school cafeteria? It was, in a
1: middle school cafeteria. What are you doing grabbing on your gun and, and fiddling around with it anyway? So they took the video, and they, they showed him putting it back in.
0: They didn't show so the multiple they, times he touched they it.
1: They altered the video.
0: They, they, didn't cutting, they didn't know. Well, they cut it down. They cut they it. it.
1: They just little that. yeah, yeah, that's altering it. No. Yeah. And they, they circled, circled the whole thing, yeah. They yeah. said
0: he was only reholstering his gun. So, like I said, if you know anything about guns, standing in the lunch line next to a bunch of children... Why was it, uh, if that was true, why was it out of the holster in the first place?
1: Well, there you go. Okay. I I had to ask the question, so there it is. Okay. So what do you guys got new that's fun?
0: Oh, my goodness. We talked about Rose. Uh, The P320 AXG Legion seems to be, everyone is really loving that gun. It has two really key things. It has uh, the the AXG grip or the metal grip, which makes the 320 essentially a metal gun, which people seem to love when when we've done that. But this one, we really, when we did the P320 Spectre Comp last year, these compensators uh, in the, on the top of the slide are making even more difference than we thought our engineers thought they would make. Huh. So whether you look at it on the 320 or the, the like the 365 X macro comp, this compensator is making a huge difference in recoil. The AXG grip adds that weight. And then the ergonomics of the 320, our engineers keep vectoring and, com- and coming in finer and finer ways. There was the TXG grip, the tungsten-infused polymer grip, which right. was a little heavy that Max Michel uses in competition right. and, and things like that. But we just keep experimenting with weights and and materials and compensation, to to make these guns more and more shootable. So when people shoot that gun, they absolutely love it. And so that's here uh, today, and, and we've we officially launched it. We've also launched a uh, a new uh, red dot optic called the M17. Oh. So the army has. Uh, said so they really want SIG to integrate an optic onto their gun because we were not the first choice uh, right. in that contract when we won the handgun, right. and so that's being launched. That's only for the M17 or commercial variants like the commemorative okay. or the surplus, but within the next three or four months, we will have a commercial variation of that M17 optic, super sharp, low profile, uh, you don't need suppressor side heights to co-witness the sights, and it's a wonderful new product. So those are two of the headliners, along with Rose yep. and Shoot Sig and, and a lots, lot of other fun all, things.
1: All at uh, 6 com. Absolutely. There you go. Tom Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Always a pleasure right. to have you here. Absolutely. You know, whether we're on the radio or not, we're just talking guns and having fun. So always. There you always go. All right. all right. I'll see you a little further up the creek there. See you. Ya. Take care. Oh man, that's fun stuff. Talking with my buddies here. Um we got some more lined up where we talk about bullets and ammo and let's see what else. Oh building guns coming up. We got a lot of stuff happening right here at the NRA annual meetings. I'll be right back. Oh here we are. <laughs> We're back on now. We're having a good time here. Thank you, Jim. I didn't hear, so I'll come back in. All right, we're back on the air. We're talking with uh, Pat Mundy. We got Mesa Payer from Nasr here. We're at the NRA's annual meetings here. Thank you. Uh, actually, you probably already heard me. I was uh, telling them that we were uh, doing our five-week driving trip, and in typical fashion, you guys will not be surprised I ended up buying a gun, right? Because it's, it's what we do. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely Exactly right. So speaking of guns, what do you got in your hand there?
4: Well, Tom, this is our new Model 21, called CCH, the Carbon Chassis Hunter. So this is our newest rifle uh, for the year, and we're officially launching oh, it here at the NRA. Right,
1: okay, I just took it away from you. That is not only a sexy-looking rifle, it's light.
4: That was the, the whole idea was to have a chassis-style uh, rifle, but in something that you want to take hunting. So weighs right, right in at 7 pounds, same as a standard Model 21, wow. but in a chassis stock.
1: That folding, oh, look at that. Yep, is,
4: yep. Uh, yeah, and keep fold. going. Yeah, yep. push her again.
1: Okay. And, oh, I push the button again. Okay, there we go.
4: There you go. Yeah, folds I'm, up. I'm make working it, on
1: it. Here, you help me out here. Show me how to do it. There that. you go. Yeah, I already, I already broke your rifle. There you go. Look at that.
4: <laughs> so oh, that,
1: that'll just slip down in a backpack that way.
4: Absolutely, yep, go yep. right up a mountain. That's what it's designed to do. Yeah, strap it on the outside, put it inside your backpack. Right, um, compact, easy to carry. Get into the back country, and you're ready to go. So, carbon fiber. Uh, wrap barrel, and then carbon fiber furniture, got a magnesium alloy frame. What double calibers? So this will be available in the 6.5 Creedmoor, 6.5 PRC, oh. 28 Nosler, of course, right, of course and of course. 300 Win Mag.
1: Nice! That is really sweet. What's the availability? When's that gonna be out?
4: So we've got uh, Creedmoors in stock right now, and then we'll be building uh, the next, PRCs
1: are next. So if people want to order them, they could pick them up now, mm-hmm. in five.
4: Yeah, so we'll be available from our dealers. So, yeah, if someone's interested, just talk to your dealer and have a an order with
1: us. Do you find, I mean, typically, everybody knows Nosler as a bullet company, and then they figure out, oh, yeah, you guys make ammo. Do you find there are still people that don't know that you make rifles?
4: Fewer and fewer. So, yeah, I've, well, been, yeah. I've made that my mission to make, make sure people quit asking well, that question. Yeah,
1: I know, but, Pat, don't you find that no matter how long you've done it, you always run into someone who goes, you guys make rifles?
4: Yeah, I think
3: that's kind of one of the things with an established brand like this. You know, you're known for something so well right. that sometimes it, there is a little bit of slowness on the uptake on everything else. Sure.
1: What so. about? But it's been a long time now that right, that Nosler's been making rifles. It's got to be 15, 20 years anyway. I would think. Yeah.
4: Yes. Something since two, like that. Two thousand five.
1: Oh, two thousand five. Yep. Okay. So yeah, right at uh, twenty years. Exactly right. Yeah. In fact, I used uh, a Nosler rifle on a uh, mule deer hunt in three hundred eight. About four years ago in Idaho and you know it's a sweet rifle you make you guys make good stuff well no not surprised. surprise you know what it is and you guys could talk about this is when you go around Nasser and you're like what you see is people do have pictures of their family but they also have pictures of groups and they have t- pictures of animals they've taken it's like you got shooters and hunters throughout the whole company don't you
3: we really do i mean that's one of the beauties of nozzler i think is that you know everybody from the production floor to sales and marketing and accounting and you know we have an accountant that is a serious hunter and shooter so <laughs> you know our cfo is is down there just as much as anybody else pulling the trigger so right.
1: that's cool that's that's pretty neat tell people about your operation there because it has grown a lot through the years you know right there in bend
4: yeah so still in uh, in bend oregon we're they got their start in the well started in Ashland, Oregon, and then moved to Bend in the fifties. And so we've got two buildings right there in Bend and then we are expanding and so we've we've got another facility up in Redmond, Oregon, which oh, is really? about fifteen miles north. So what are you doing up there? So that's where we're gonna we build all of our maybe make our brass, load our ammunition, right. and then also build the rifles and the suppressor line as well. So
1: probably the question you get the most is where are the Fill in the blank, <laughs> right? I mean, first, when you walked up, I said, yeah, but I need some 7 millimeter, 168 grain, I on long long range, and you, you both of you rolled your eyes at me like, yeah, right, <laughs> M2. <laughs> so if you would talk about what's involved in, because you have this extensive line that you, you and you're not making all of them all the time. How does that work?
3: Well, I I think it's important to note a lot of our bullets are made with the impact extrusion method, so they take longer to make than a cup and core bullet. So that is also Ah. part of the deal, like ballistic tips, acubons, acubon long ranges and partitions are all made that way, and e-tips even. Um, And, you know, we're just, we're building them as fast as we can. We have a lot of lines running. We try to, you know, put out the popular calibers, obviously. A lot of it's based on demand. Okay. And right now, demand is monumental, so, you know, we're just
1: trying to build our way through it. What's the advantage of impact extrusion over, over cup and core?
3: Well, it provides a, that solid base, like in a ballistic tip or an acubon, so the back end of the bullet is solid copper. So okay. that gives you a nice platform for a mushroom. Um, right. It always gives you some mass that continues penetrating through the animal.
1: So you can actually do that and have a front end that's going to open up at lower velocities, but enough on the back end that it's going to keep penetrating exactly that's one of the big challenges of a bullet designer is get, for hunting particularly now you know accuracy and targets that's a whole different deal but for hunting it's i need a bullet that's not going to blow up if i shoot an elk at 25 yards but still going to expand if i shoot an elk at 600 yards that variation that in velocity impact velocity has got to be really challenging for you guys
4: Yeah, that is the big challenge, and that's why the impact extrusion process gives us the capability to design those bullets because we can control the thickness of the jacket. Right. We can engineer that terminal performance into that bullet so that, you're right, like the Acubon long range, it's going to retain weight and work really well on closer range shots, but it is going to expand well on those longer shots with that slower velocity. And That's all. The the jacket is mainly the way that we do that.
1: Okay. Interesting. Partition still popular? Oh yeah, very uh, popular. Was, I mean, the, that's the bullet that started the company. Seventy-five years old? That's crazy. Seventy-five years. Holy cow! It's still got Nozzler's family company. It runs the operation. I mean, it, it is. A, it's not just a brand name; it's a family name. Correct. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty terrific. And so, let's cycle back to this rifle because I mean, that's. I got to tell you, that's one of the better looking hunting rifles I've seen, and it's you know I like my fine walnut. I like all that stuff. But man, the carbon fiber looks cool.
4: It is just purely cool. I'm right there with you. You know, I I like the Woodstock rifles, um, but for a a really modern kind of space-agey looking rifle, there's just something really cool about it and and appeals to pretty much everybody.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, I I can see that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, detachable magazine. What kind of mags we using?
4: So th- this, it'll come with the MDT mag and then use AICS mag, oh, okay. it's
1: compatible. So, yeah, yep. you, you find magazines for that everywhere then. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So as you look down the line, where do we go from here with this whole idea? Are you going to go to, you know, different calibers, different action links, anything like that?
4: So we'll have a, a short and a long action uh, for this initial offering, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, kind of more to be seen down the road. <laughs> you guys are always so coy.
1: Yeah, we got more things coming, but we can't tell you about them right now. It's okay. So did you guys go on any interesting hunts this last year?
3: Yeah, I was able to hunt in South Carolina again. Um, guests down there got to do some whitetail and hog hunting, which was a lot of fun. Right. And obviously hunt in Oregon, too, as much as we can. So. Sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oregon's got great hunting. I don't, I don't know the people around the rest of the country know how good the hunting is in Oregon. Don't, we don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't talk, need to talk about that, Tom. No, there's no hunting in Oregon at all, right? <laughs> right?
3: No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it's really true, there's a lot of everything, really. Oregon's yeah. got, you know, sheep, goats, you know, two or three lots species of, of deer, four species of deer.
1: Lots of elk. Elk, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it, pretty crazy. And Oregon is this weirdest combination of the part that's close to the ocean, and then you got the high desert, you know, to the east and you're looking at really different situations there.
3: Yeah, it's absolute diversity and climate. I mean, it's kind of cool. If you live in somewhere like Portland, you know, you can be at the coast in an hour and a half, and you can be in the desert in an hour and a half. You can be in the mountains in an hour. It's it's interesting.
1: Really amazing. It really is. So, Well, very cool. Um, let's see. Jim, how are we doing? All right. He says, I need to break, so I'm going to kick you guys loose. And uh, I, you know me, I get to talk about guns. I just forget. Oh, yeah, we're supposed to run a break here somewhere. else. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. It's Nosler.com. Yes, sir. There yep. you go. Appreciate it. Get those bullets out. A lot of us are reloading, okay? <laughs> We're on it. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate Tom. that. All right. Thank you. All right. Don't go far. We'll be right back. Visit Brownells.com for the best parts, tools, and accessories to get your build on. Building an AR? Brownells has the best uppers, lowers, barrels, handguards, and parts. What about a custom pistol build? Brownells has complete handgun frames, slides, and barrels to make your handgun what you want. Brownells also has articles and videos to help you build and customize your firearms. Go to brownells.com and start your own gun build today. Your gun rights are under attack as never before. Joe Biden's administration has promised to rip away your constitutional rights, making good on the promises they made to the gun ban lobby. It's time to get off the sidelines and get in the fight. The Second Amendment Foundation's actions in dozens of landmark lawsuits have pushed back these gun grabs, but we need your help. Join and support the Second Amendment Foundation. Go to saf.org. That's saf.org.
4: From plinking and competition to home or personal defense, the Ruger PC Carbine, chambered in both 9mm and 40s and S&W, offers interchangeable magwells for use with both Ruger and Glock magazines. The PC Carbine features a light, crisp trigger pull, easy takedown action,
0: and a reversible mag release and charging handle for right or left-handed control.
4: Available in 17-round or 10-round options. Find your PC Carbine at Ruger.com.
1: Having so much fun! Uh, <laughs> I don't have anybody lined up uh, to join me right now. I'm at the uh, the Ruger booth at the NRA annual meetings. We're doing this on Friday, broadcast on Sunday. I'm looking at it across the room here, and we got uh, the guys from Nosler are shooting the breeze with Chris Colloy from Ruger. Uh, it's just it's it's a great gathering, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I've made this statement before, and I think it's true. I've bounced it off a lot of people here, and they all agree. This is the most amazing group of people who are just walking the halls. Don't know most of these people. In fact, hardly any of them do I know. But at the same time, they're just our people. I I swear, I think you could lose your wallet here with a bunch of money in it, and it would get turned in with all the cash. It just wouldn't be a problem. It's not a place I worry about, things like that. Uh, One of the weird parts is, and I guess it's part of the whole media buy-in on the, the narrative about gun owners, is the local media has been saying, well, you know, we're having the NRA meetings here, and uh, they're going to have their annual show, they're going to have tens of thousands of people here, and the police are, are making sure that they you know, want to make sure that everybody's going to be safe. Well, wait a minute. The NRA members have got to be like the safest people that you can ever be around. I think it was... 2019, we were here in Indianapolis, and for the week that we were here, the crime rate went down because people said, "I'm thinking," they said, "Wow, we can't be, uh, you know, doing bad things downtown because we got all those NRA members there." But it's part of that media bias, if you will. You know, you know who's bought into this, which is really upsetting, is for the last few weeks, especially. Fox News, and they've never been all that great on guns, but they've been better than the rest of them. They've been buying into the whole Gun Violence Archive numbers and, and parroting that nonsense. Just as a reminder, back up, the Gun Violence Archive is a phony outfit, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they were created to further gun control. They were created to put out numbers. They said, basically, they was, somebody looked at it and said, well, the FBI numbers, which have been the tradition yeah, you know, We've always relied on those for decades. The FBI numbers on mass shootings are not nearly scary enough because they're reporting somewhere between 25 and 30 a year on mass shootings, according to their definition. They said, well, we need to, those are rookie numbers, we need to get those numbers up. So they created the Gun Violence Archive, and what they did is they changed the definition of what is a mass shooting in such a way that now they say, well, we're having hundreds and hundreds of mass shootings. Well. What they're doing is they're counting gang shootings. And then they'll say, well, it's a school shooting, but it was a, a gang shooting three blocks fr- from a school. They say, yeah, but it was near a school. And you'll, if you read carefully and look at the words being used in the media, they'll say, well, there's a, a school shooting. You know, it's a, a shooting near such and such a school. which shut down the school. Well, that's not a school shooting. That's a gang shooting that happened on the street down the road from a school. But it's all part of, and understand this is a a key thing to understand, it's all part of frightening the public, which is part of conditioning the public so that they can say, we must, quote-unquote, do something. And then they rush in, the gun banners do, with, well, we have common sense measures. In other words, if you don't agree with us, you have no common sense. That's the whole idea. It's dismissive in its very nature. We have common-sense gun control, although they don't even say the terms gun control anymore. They say gun reform because people are somehow more open to the idea of reforms than they are of control or restrictions. But all of those are just restrictions on what you can do, where you can go, how you can protect yourself and your family. Of course, they don't want you to be able to protect yourself and your family. They want to have complete control over your, well, actually, your existence, literally, your existence will you continue to even exist and i don't think it's going too far to say they don't really care if people are able to protect themselves they don't really care honestly i'll just say it they would rather you die than use a gun to protect yourself they really would they would rather you die than use a gun successfully to protect yourself and your family And I can only say that because I've been doing this for decades now, and I've seen how they operate, and I know who they are, and I know what they want, and they want to get all guns. They want to pick them up. They want to discard them. They want to burn them. They want to melt them. They want to take them from your house. They want to send people into your house. They want to kick in your doors, and if this, they will kill you. They'll shoot you on the spot and kill you, and they're willing to do that all in the name of the common good, the greater good. The moment you think that they are not like that, it's the moment you start or continue to lose. More when we come back with Gun Talk. All right, I'm looking up the uh, information on the brand new Winchester from Winchester, the 400 Legend cartridge. So the 350 Legend has been out for a while. and very popular straight wall cartridge. 400 Legend uh, is out with a 215 grain bullet. And uh, look at some of the specs that they're throwing out there. 100% more energy than a 12-gauge slug at 100 yards. 55% less recoil than a 12-gauge slug. Energy is equivalent to the 450 Bushmaster with 20% less recoil. And then it says it also has 20% more energy than a thirty thirty win with 25% more energy than the 350 Legend with greater penetration. So what's that all about? Um, well, obviously, I mean, whatever you want to shoot... It'll certainly take a deer. 350 would take a deer, but I'm thinking this may be more on the lines of uh, dangerous game, North America dangerous game. Uh, boy, it'd be cool for bear, maybe hogs. Um, not sure what else where it falls, but there'll be a lot of interest in this, and I think what we'll see is it's going to be chambered in uh, certainly some lever actions, but I think a lot of bolt actions are going to be chambered for this. Again, they call it the 400 Legend. Uh, First loading has a 215-grain bullet. I'm looking on their website, and I'm not really seeing the uh, muzzle velocity on it yet. So I don't know. I'm sure they have it somewhere. I just am not finding it on their website. It's uh, one of the things that, you know, I I haven't been able to get by their booth to pick up the spec sheet. on. Oh, by the way, speaking of spec sheets, I'm leaning over picking up the uh, sheet they left, the folks at Nosler, on this new carbon chassis hunter rifle of theirs. Available in, uh, let's see, 6.5 Creedmoor, and then soon in 6.5 PRC, 28 Nosler, 300 Win Mag. Uh, the only thing I didn't ask them, I should have, was what's the cost? And it says on their spec sheet, MSRP is 5395 bucks. Yeah, pricey, but in the world of chassis guns, not crazy pricey. And also you get a gun from Nosler, so that as well. Question for you is... And I I just don't know where everybody falls on this. The chassis guns, they look a little space-age-ish. And I know that um, younger hunters particularly like the looks of them. Probably older hunters still like the wood stocks or at least the uh, synthetic stocks that we've, we've grown up with, the classic style on hunting rifles. Not sure where the advantages are on a chassis gun. In this case, of course, you get a folding stock, which can be pretty nice for strapping onto a backpack. And I think I've seen a lot more people, hunters, uh, backpacking in, going up and down mountains, carrying all their stuff with them, and I think that combination of, I don't know if that was the the new gear that allowed that or the activity that created the demand for the new gear, but then you have a whole clothing lines like uh, Kuyu and Sitka uh, and others as well, lightweight, high-tech clothing that people are using that allow you to keep your weight down but still stay warm. And also to ventilate and do the things you need to do. It's a it's a different look. It's a different way of hunting. And it's I mean I have seen people come into where I'm hunting, fly in on a charter plane, get out and put on 90 pound packs, absolutely every ounce of 90 pounds, and then just go straight up the mountain. Just put on the pack and go straight up the mountain. These are people that are they're basically extreme hunters. Uh, They're the kind of people that would do, you know, triathlons and that type of thing, Ironman stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, And, of course, we get the benefit of that. We get lighter guns. We get different calibers. We get a lot of cool products that are catered to that or designed for that, but we get the benefit of that as well. So pretty slick stuff. It's an amazing time in the world of uh, guns and ammo and new things that are out there. And, of course, the new bullets, even better bullets, the high-BC bullets. And I know, you think, I don't need to shoot a long way. Well, there are other benefits to higher BC bullets. We've talked about them, but narrowing that impact velocity, which makes a bullet designer's life easier. Pretty cool stuff. And when we come back, we're gonna be talking with Colt Silencer Central, news about you getting your silencers faster. We'll be right back from the NRA's annual meetings with more Gun Talk.